Good morning, friends. Uh, very, very happy to welcome you all for this open house uh, discussion and to celebrate the launch of Indica Classical Library. This is uh, a new initiative by Indic Academy. And uh, I'm not sure whether to call this a momentous initiative uh, uh, or not, whether we have the right to call self-aggrandize and say, okay, this is a momentous uh, occasion. Uh, but I want to take that call and say it is because of certain reasons it has gained that nature of what should have been a normal thing an important thing for a civilization such as ours it has gained a, a dimension of Atma Nirbhar or Atma Gaurav, like self-respect, not just self-independence, but self-respect. If you see the history of classical libraries that have been established worldwide, The first one was set up sometime in, uh, in the 19th century, in 1867 or something like that. And this was set up by a person called John Loeb. And uh, this classical library, Loeb Classic Library, as it is called now, was focused on Greek and Latin literature. The second one that was set up in the 90s was the Clay Sanskrit Library. This was set up by John Clay and uh, he had uh, wanted to do uh, 50 volumes. Finally, he did 56 volumes. And the third one that was set up a few years back is the Muthi Classical Library. And today, in the year 2021, we are setting up the fourth classical library, which is the Indica Classical Library. So this is the, from what my little research uh, I have done is that there are four classical libraries in the world, one dedicated to Greek and Latin and three dedicated to Sanskritam and uh, books uh, from uh, Bharat. Now, why is it that this was not done uh, in greater number? And why was it 
uh, why is it so important for us today, given our uh, mission? I would say that the, there are three requirements for a good classical library. We need good bilingual translators. We need a good curator and a publisher, a good editing and good curator. And then we need a sponsor. So there are three elements to this thing. Sponsor, curator, and translator. So for a successful library to, classical library to be successful, It is my proposition that all three should be indigenous to the land. And unless all these three are indigenous to the land, the thought of the indigenous people will not resonate because it will not respect the tradition. It will be an outsider's perspective. That's why in our purpose statement, we say, the translator should belong to this region in thought, word, and deed. Not only the translator, but the curator and the sponsor. All three have to be belonging to that tradition in thought, word, and deed. I believe that with great emphasis at my command, that Indica Classical Library is the only classical library that satisfies the criteria of all the three people being indigenous to this land. And I'm very, very grateful to Ishwara, to Bhagawan, that this, this thing is happening through this platform of Indic Academy. A lot of sponsors are well-intended. They have good intentions but they may, due to ignorance, commit some mistakes. And we have seen that in the past. Fortunately, this initiative, the way it has happened, it fulfills that criteria and the, and the purpose which Meg will talk about. We did not set out to set up an Indica classical library. That was not... When we set out in, in, in 2015, this was not a part of our, of our design. But as we kept doing things, kept doing things, the feedback and, and the rapid prototyping formula that we have gave us ideas and the need. We started a relationship with KSRI an institution that was set up in 1940-45 by Sarvei Pali Radhakrishnan, great luminaries. We started a relationship with them a few years back to translate and bring out critical editions in certain texts. And this April, when we were reviewing our relationship with KSSR, KSRN, and trying to understand what else can we do, what else can we do, what else, how, how can we work together to increase our productivity, they gave us a list of uh, the texts of yoga and Vedanta. And 
it just this is just bhagwan flowing through this is nothing nothing uh it just struck me that the work that we are doing in terms of these translations and bringing out these critical editions perhaps the time has come for us to set up a classical library and immediately yes we should and then make came came to the mind because you see make is a is a very calm uh, objective uh, uh, very detached kind of a scholar very very you know there's a there's a particular demeanor whom you have interacted and in the way he writes mellifluously i felt that he he is the right person for this job and i reached out to him uh, would you want to come on board and uh, he readily agreed and lo behold uh, we are here and uh, i i i i personally believe that this is this is this evolution that we are going through and this inflection point that we are in this is a defining moment i i i would say that today the launch of this indica classical library is a defining moment of the people who are indigenous to the nation indigenous to a land taking back the narrative and defining for themselves what they meant not somebody else defining what we meant we have created a, a a very interesting logo because there's this this discussion about what is classical and you know what is the cut off date for the beginning of classical what is the ending date for beginning of classical so there's this question of what is classical timeless is what the intuition that i say that it is that it is relevant at any point in time perpetual now this could be a definition for greek and latin also the value of it in the contemporary times also but one very interesting thing about our scriptures is that we transcend time we define timelessness you see this is the beauty so timelessness is embedded in our scriptures understanding timelessness understanding how to transcend time so therefore our approach to this whole thing is that every aspect of our scriptures is timeless not just a particular cut off date of uh, you know 2 uh, bce or every aspect is timeless and we try to capture that in this logo that we have designed inspired by when in my childhood uh, uh, i i was inspired by a, a book which treats uh, mathematics music and uh, graphic design uh, there's a very famous book called godel escher and bach so 
Bach's music, if you hear, there's a very certain precision in, in the way he, 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 he... And then, so this book talks about how, the intersection of these three. And then I just resonated because I am a great fan of Escher and, uh, you know, I've got his prints and other things. And his entire thing, if you look at his documentary, his documentary itself is Journey to Infinity. So his entire work is about metamorphosis. It's about perpetuity, perpetual motion and all that. So I wanted, I was just struggling with that uh, idea saying that let's, let's look at Escher. And sure enough, Escher has created the three knots, the knots, his, his, his book, his work on knots. And uh, from that, we recreated that to put our classical books. And the way the knot structure is, is in terms of the past, the present, and the future. And the intersection is the timelessness. And again, going back to the sponsor, the curator, and the translator, all three belonging to the indigenous. So with that, I want to showcase to you our, uh, our logo once. Koti, can you just show the logo? Yes. So this is this is the uh, thing. So you can see all those leather bound. Yeah, you can just share. Yeah. And the, this is perpetual. This perpetuity. So we are talking about classics. We're talking about timeless books. We're talking about books which understand, make you understand timelessness. And uh, therefore, this is the concept behind. This is the philosophy behind our Indica Classical Library. And now, ladies and gentlemen, I commend to you my uh, uh, friend, Meg Kalyan Sundaram, the curator and uh, the director in charge of ICN. I request him to take over the proceedings. Thank you so much.